pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hello Grinders and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host Travis Mangone here for a solo podcast. Uh, Josh is busy uh, traveling right now so uh, you know I'll just take you guys here for the day. Uh, we have a, a very interesting slate on uh, tap for today so let's dive right into it. Um, it's a smaller slate. We have four games during the day. We're mainly going to cover the main slate and going to talk about DraftKings. And normally uh, we go position by position, but today I'm mixing it up a little bit. Going to go game by game. A little easier to do as a solo pod. So figured, uh, figured we'd go game by game instead and kind of talk about the slate. So uh, let's get started and uh, hopefully our uh, you know our research matches and we have a uh, we we all have a pretty good uh, day of DFS. Uh, first off, we got the Mets, New York Mets at the Philadelphia Phillies. We have a uh, eight and a half total. Steven Matz on the mound, the lefty against Aaron Nola. Uh, this is a game that I have some interest in. Uh, definitely at the pitching. Like Aaron Nola is a guy that I'm going to consider. The Mets lineup has some guys to be scared about, right? Some of these lefties, like a Granderson, Conforto, uh, even Neil Walker, he's been hitting it well, and like a guy like Cespedes. Those are guys to be scared about. But that bottom of the order, uh, I'm not super scared of like a Flores, Reyes, uh, Darno, or Ahmed Rosario. I mean, Nola's a guy that's one of the better pitchers just overall talent-wise on this slate. Uh, he it just, just being honest. The problem is that 10.4K price tag. Do we really want to pay that tag for him. I think he's a pretty interesting tournament option uh, on DraftKings and cash. I think you could do it, but for me, I'm not I'm not as interested in it in cash games. I think there's just better options for cheaper that I would rather go to. So that's kind of uh, what my thought process is right now as uh, looking at my SP1. I don't think that he's going to be the guy. Maybe he'd be like my SP2, but I have an SP1 that we'll talk about probably towards the end more so uh, that I'm a big fan of. If I could fit both those guys in, sure, I would definitely have some interest. But I think Noel is one of those guys. He's, uh, the, he's a great tournament option at that price tag, and he's also a uh, borderline cash gameplay for me. He's in like the he's in the consideration right uh, I, I would like to get him in but it just depends on what i'm doing with the bats and whatnot too so that's kind of how i feel about him uh but steven matz man he's a guy at 7k uh, it's a crazy price tag for him uh you know we were used to pay a pretty expensive tag for him and against the phillies you know we can stream pitchers against the philly phillies yada 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 but um I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the right spot for me with Matt. I think he's a good tournament dart because of the upside he has, but he just has not been right in so long. Uh, hasn't been throwing the slider in a while. Really struggled. I mean, if you just read the game logs, right? I, sometimes I just like to do this because sometimes it gives you like a reality check, right? Like people will be like, oh, Steven Matt's 7K. That's so cheap. Let me try it. But 11.20, 0, 4.50. I think those zeros were from pinch hitting because uh, the Mets are so awful. Negative 3.3, 9.9, negative 13.8 negative 3.1 he had that one game against Washington at 20.2 but I don't know he just does not seem right and he's just been really struggling I just I get the whole streaming against Philly but it's in a you know uh, it's in a it's in more of a hitter's park it just seems like a spot where I'm going to stay away and I'd rather take some shots on some uh, other guys that we'll get to uh, throughout the slate 
Uh, if we look, look at the hitting, though, here, uh, the Mets, right? Uh, there are some guys I'm still going to have interest in. Uh, I think uh, Neil Walker at 3.6K is still in play. Uh, you know, you have to consider him. Conforto is a guy right now, whenever he's against a righty, you feel like you have to consider him. He just swings such a such a hot bat and uh, hitting very well. He's one of the better hitters uh, in this league. He's trying to kind of make a statement this year, it seems like, uh, to kind of you know, make his place in the league, and he's really done a great job of that. Uh, and then also a guy like Cespedes, he's a guy also to be feared in that small ballpark, you know, when he can get a hold of one in a smaller ballpark, it's someone to be worried about. So there are some bats that worry me. I'm not stacking up the Mets. I might take a one-off here and there, but I don't think I'll definitely, like, load up on that. Maybe a one-off here and there in tournaments, but I don't know. It's tough to do against a guy like Nola. Nola's just a very talented pitcher. Uh, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, can crush, crush a lot of these righties. Uh, you know, at times lefties can get a hold of him, but that's any pitcher, uh, you know, any pitcher that's not like an absolute ace. But Nola, when that curveball is on, man, it's on. And, uh, you know, he can make some bad struggles, and the Mets can strike out with the best of them at times. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. The Phillies side of the ball, uh, again, I, we talked about how Mats is a guy that he hasn't looked right and whatnot. Uh, Phillies have a 4.54 run total, which is pretty high for them. They're also a minus 134 favorite. Is this uh, is this an offense I'm going to target a ton of? Probably not, which uh, is weird because uh, you would think I'd want it the way I talked about Mats. But there's some guys I want, like this uh, Rice uh, Reese. Hoskins, I think he's a guy. Depends where he bats in the order for super cheap, 2.5k uh, as a righty against a lefty. I mean, this is a spot where we should definitely be considering him. Uh, you know, you got guys like Tommy Joseph who are good against lefties, uh, like a Mikel Franco, and uh, I don't know. Abdul Herrera has been crushing some lefties recently. I don't know what's going on with him, but I could see this just being like a viable tournament stack that uh, you could get away with on this slate, and it just be you know really different. And that Mets bullpen is not good, uh, so if you can get in that Mets bullpen, that's never uh, never a bad thing. So. Uh, I'm definitely a fan of, uh, you know, looking at some of these Phillies, maybe as an under-owned stack. I think it could work that way, uh, but there's other stacks I like more, but I could see it just being an under-owned stack that people don't actually play, and maybe it helps you fit in some of these top-tier pitchers with the price tags on some of these guys, like Hoskins for 2.5K, Franco, if he's batting cleanup for 3.4K, Galvis, if he's batting second, 3.6, and Caesar, 3.7. Uh, Steven Matz has also struggled with stolen bases throughout his career, so uh, this is a spot where some of those speedsters at the top could be interesting so i wouldn't sleep on the phillies tomorrow not a team i'm all, all absolutely in love with but i would not sleep on them uh, moving on to the next game we have uh the nationals against the giants uh i'm seeing mixed uh mixed things i'm seeing max scherzer and jeff samarja was supposed to be the matchup but with the game getting postponed i'm assuming it moves to edwin jackson and stratton where i'm seeing that on some sites too so i'm seeing both if Max Scherzer's in, I don't think Max Scherzer will be in there. But if he is in there, uh, obviously he's a matchup-proof elite-type play that you want to be considering, you know, in your cash games for sure. But I don't think he's going to be in there. Uh, but you never know. Uh, you never know. We saw the Nationals once. Uh, we saw them have a really bad pitcher, and then they, that game got postponed, and then bam, uh, you know, they they skipped that guy in the rotation. So you never know what they decide to end up doing. Uh, things could change uh, for sure. And then if the Giants end up having some Marja. Again, it's the Nationals offense, though. I don't really know if I want to target them, but he can make an interesting turn option that's going to go 5% on that no one's going to play, and he's had a pretty good year, kept the walk rate pretty low down this year, so I, I think he could be an interesting maybe 5% or dart that you could throw in there, just because this pitching slate is uh, not the greatest, uh, I would have to say that, but... Let's move on to the pitchers that I think are actually going to be there. And, man, they are not the best of them. Uh, you know, we obviously talked about them today because we thought they were going to be on the Friday slate. We have Edwin Jackson and Chris Stratton. Uh, Edwin Jackson is horrible. This could be a sneaky spot for the Giants. Again, they're an offense that's gotten a little hotter recently. Uh, I don't love them completely, but I think, uh, you know, some of these guys like a Brandon Crawford. I mean, he's a guy on DraftKings. His 
salary is 2.8k i love him here against edward jackson i just think it's a spot where if you need to go cheap at shortstop i don't hate going to him there and uh you know if you want to do like a some maybe mini stack the giants like if you get a you know get a buster posey in there maybe get a Ryder jones who's 2k uh first and third base eligible don't love that but you know there's some cheap price tags on these guys right even like a jared parker if he's high in the order at 3k posey's only 3.5k um they are they are priced uh for the max scherzer matchup right so with them being priced for the max scherzer matchup and if they get edwin jackson instead that just makes the giants a really sneaky stack all around i mean you're getting hunter pence 3.3k uh joe panic again it's joe panic right but 2.9k you're just getting them for super cheap so they could help you fit in two top tier pitchers uh this isn't a a slate where you know i'm seeing a ton of top tier pitchers i like but if you want to go like a nola and uh you know you guys probably uh you know if you looked at the slate already i really like uh uh, like ryu tomorrow i think he's a guy for 9.7k love him but if you could put nola and ryu together and then a giant stack that could be really interesting if scherzer's not in there because again they're priced for edwin jackson but Oh yeah, let's talk about the uh, Chris Stratton a little bit. Chris Stratton, he is not a good pitcher. He has struggled a ton uh, so far this year. I mean, he's just a guy against the Nationals offense that doesn't strike out a ton. It's just you know you do not play him. Obviously, I don't care. He's four point four point six k. You do not play him. Uh, you play some of these Nationals bats depending on who's in there. A guy like Bryce Harper today, he was one of the top plays on the slate, arguably. And uh, you know against a guy like Stratton, he's going to be one of the top plays here again. Love a guy like Daniel Murphy too if you can get him in. I think this team is very viable. It depends who's bat towards the top too right uh if we get like a wilmer defoe up there wouldn't hate him as like a value play uh if we get that sanchez guy adrian sanchez uh you know he could be an interesting value play uh just i always find the guy who bats second for the nationals is always an interesting value play uh, depending on his price so uh, and even a brian goodwin i know he's getting expensive but you know putting him in a stack i wouldn't hate uh just because of uh you know he's at the top of the order and easily could be a part of a lot of the production production but yeah that's about it for this game uh, kind of like the Giants side of the ball for getting Edwin Jackson for that for those cheap price tags uh just think about that just think about exploiting those price tags they might be you know even just doing uh if you have like a really expensive uh you know like a, a team like the Astros pair them up with uh you know some of these cheap Giants that maybe will help get you some two mid-tier pitchers or something like that uh just could be really interesting so something to play around with as you're you know doing your roster construction uh so just take a look at that but Let's move on to the next game with a 10-run total. We have the Kansas City Royals at the Chicago White Sox. Huge total, but we have two awful pitchers, and Ian Kennedy, fly ball guy, and uh, James Shields, the guy who gives it up, from, gives up the home run ball. Um, you know, the chicks dig James Field because uh, chicks dig the long ball. So uh, James Shields, he is uh, awful. He's in a spot where he will probably get destroyed on this slate. Uh, don't like any of these pitchers. Will not play them at all. I do not care about their price tags, but I think, you know, obviously the hitters are interesting options now. Uh, we look at the Royals. If I had to pick one play and one play only that I could play, right, uh, on the Royals side of the ball, it's Mike Moustakis. Guy is absolutely crushing the ball right now. Uh, he's He hits 34 home runs this year. I mean, he's a guy against James Shields that should absolutely crush him. Uh, let me see for uh, for Team BVP out there. Let me see the BVP. I'm pretty sure there's a good amount against James Shields if I think about it. Hang on one second. Yeah, so for the BVP people out there, we have like a Melky Cabrera. Nothing, 7 for 30 is not so great. Um, yeah, Mike Moustakis, uh, not the biggest sample, but 3 for 7 with a home run. Uh, Alcides Escobar's got a funny one, 5 for 11, because that guy's terrible. But yeah, the samples aren't that big for me personally, but some people think that 3 for 7 is enough. And, but uh, Mike Moustakis is just all around a good hitter. So, uh, But just figured I'd bring that up. Thought they would have had a little bit more. Um, but yeah. 
Uh, Mike Gustavi is probably my favorite one over there. And then next is probably Melky Cabrera. Just I like getting those lefties in there against them. And uh, you know who I really like is like a cheap guy to go to. Uh, he's 3.7K, not as cheap as he used to be. But Brandon Moss, he's just a guy that has two home run upside at any point, right? A guy that can absolutely crush the ball. Uh, any any slate, he could hit two home runs. The problem is he can do a terrible job too and uh, miss the ball. Uh, also like Lorenzo Cain, I think he's a really safe play. Uh, something that with Brandon Moss, last 15 days, uh, exit velocity at 90 miles per hour and batted ball distance at 240. 43 man that is just far so i would want exposure to him for sure he's a guy i definitely like on this slate so definitely uh definitely look to maybe get him in if you're playing royal stacks right like i want to put brandon moss in there and if you're doing maybe a three-man stack uh don't forget him because he's just a guy that goes on their own has huge upside like absolute crazy upside he can smash the ball again a zero could be incoming right he uh he can swing and miss with the best of them but uh, i just think it's a guy that you uh you know if you're playing royals you definitely want to end up uh considering for sure uh, and then of course eric hosmer don't love rostering him a lot but he's got pop in his bat, bat at times too but i think kane's a really good kane like if i was if i was stacking him up i'd go kane melky uh moustakis and brandon moss is like my favorite four uh if i had to do that but yeah moving on to the white Sox side of the ball i mean they get ian kennedy more of a fly ball guy um not really the greatest, uh, you know, not really the greatest lineup for me. I'm not a huge fan of this. Uh, I mean, you can play an Avisel Garcia who's got some pop, maybe a Nick Del Monaco who's got a little little bit of upside uh, for cheap for 2.8K. And Jose Abreu is only 3.5. Again, it's uh, I get it's Ian Kennedy. The White Sox run total is 4.57. I don't think I'll end up doing it. It's just kind of tough. But if you did end up playing him, those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. Maybe like Juan Moncada because he's got speed and he's got some upside. Those are kind of the four. If I did play White Sox, that's who I'd look at. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of going to the White Sox. I get the totals high and whatnot. And maybe people will do it to try and be contrarian, get a low on stack. But I just don't think it's the right spot. I get Ian Kennedy's a fly ball guy and whatnot. And hey, maybe uh, maybe something could happen. But I just think there's better plays that we could end up going to. But Let's move on to the next uh, the next game. Uh, we have the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I mean, this is definitely something we have to look at, right? Uh, we got Scott Feldman on the mound and the Brewers. We don't have a total out yet, but this game went off uh, yesterday. I believe the score was like 11-9. It was very high. It may have been like one extra run ended on uh, towards the end of the game that I may have missed. But I saw it was one of those games that went absolutely nuts. So uh, you definitely want to have interest in this game. Uh, there's definitely bats to like uh let's talk about let's talk about the bats first let's talk about eric thames uh he's a guy that uh you know he had a home run today uh he's been struggling recently but he has some good batted ball profiles as of recently i think eric thames is a guy that for 4k i would definitely go back on the well and give a shot to uh ryan braun's another guy he's been crushing the ball uh, all week uh you know got got a little unlucky a little bit but you know he played well yesterday and against a guy like scott feldman i think he's someone that you know we obviously should be considering right uh, he's in a good spot uh so i definitely would want to make sure to uh Make sure to get some uh, exposure to him if I'm playing that. And like Travis Shaw too. And be on the lookout right now. Manny Pena, if he gets a good lineup spot as a cheap catcher, he's a guy that has enough pop and I think he's interesting. And uh, if Jonathan VR is batting towards the top, but he's a guy, he crushed the ball. He had a home run today. And uh, sometimes the Brewers are a very streaky team, right? And they were really cold and they had a big game. So maybe the streak continues this weekend. Uh, game in Milwaukee. And on top of that, like a guy like VR could bat towards the top again. And if he is batting towards the top, he's a nice value play that you can definitely, uh, definitely consider. But uh, let's move on to the red side of the ball. Uh, again, uh, not. 
I like the Reds a little bit, but I think Brent Suter is an interesting tournament play. Obviously, Reds are in a good ballpark. You know, it's, it's definitely a good opportunity there for them. But uh, Suter is definitely an interesting guy for only 6.3K. Uh, he has upside, and he's shown that, uh, that he can get you, you know, he's only 6.3K. He can get you, like, you know, 3X on his salary, right? Uh, he had a 16.7 fantasy point game against the Yankees, uh, 18.5 against the Phillies, and against the Cubs, 26.8. Uh, and then Baltimore, right? He had the huge game of 30.5, which uh, Baltimore, they, they struggle against left-handed pitchers. So in this matchup against the Reds, Reds the Reds are definitely uh, good at hitting left-handed pitching. That's one of the things I kind of am a little worried about here. But uh, I just think with it being not such a great pitching slate, I just think there's upside here that we should be considering, right? Uh, that was kind of my debate with Eduardo Rodriguez yesterday. Uh, he was just at that price tag. He was just too cheap for the upside that he could have compared to all the other pitchers that we had available. And that was the reason I played him. Uh, and obviously there were some other things like there was some reverse live movement against the Yankees. Uh, there, there were some things that were in his favor that I kept looking at over and over. And I was a little worried about the Yankees lineup, but it's kind of one of those spots again for me. I think he's one of the really interesting tournament options. There's some other guys we'll get to that I like a little bit more, but I think he's a guy that you could throw a dar on and I don't hate. But again, the Reds lineup is, is definitely a scary one. I'm not absolutely in love with. So uh, Scott Feldman, I didn't talk about him a ton, but uh, I would not be playing Scott Feldman. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I, he's just coming back from, uh, you know, coming back from uh, having a knee. He's definitely gonna be starting, but uh, he has not pitched in a while. I'm just not going to uh, not going to mess around with that. So we'll just pass on that. And again, this is kind of maybe a good opportunity. A guy right off the right off uh, injury, uh, we could see the Brewers really crush him. So I think the Brewers are a team that's going to be uh, definitely in play. We don't have a run total yet for them at the moment. Let me refresh and see if it's popped up here um no run total so uh still just be on the lookout for that and see what it looks like but i'm sure it's going to be a high one let's move on to the next game again another one with not a run total i don't know why uh, it's in miami uh pitchers park but we have jeff hoffman in the colorado rockies against the miami marlins with justin nicolino uh nicolino he's another guy i think right off the dl he hasn't pitched uh recently i'm pretty sure i have not seen him in a while yeah he has not pitched since june against the mets uh in the majors he's a guy uh yeah he got recalled from uh, AAA new orleans so uh he's a guy that has really struggled throughout his career uh 5.0 sierra i i don't like him in this spot uh i also don't love a lot of the rockies too that's kind of the problem it's just the ballpark uh, i hate i mean it's it's hot in some of these ballparks and there's a lot of good hitting environments and it, i i don't really want to attack the uh you know i don't want to really attack miami and colorado just because of that ballpark right that's kind of one thing that uh i consider right i'd rather you know go to texas or texas where we have houston against the rangers uh you know i'd rather play houston in this spot right i'd rather go play the dodgers one of the best hitting teams in the league uh rather go to something like you know the cardinals who we'll get to in a second in a hot weather game uh, in a great spot like there's just team you know james shields like there's just other guys i'd rather go to so for me i'm probably gonna pass a lot on this game which sounds kind of crazy some guys that we won't want to overlook obviously the pitching right uh jeff hoffman's not that great uh he's kind of struggled i think it's one of those guys that we're going to like uh throughout his uh you know we're gonna like throughout his career he's had some decent upside spots uh like for instance recently against the phillies 26.8 fantasy points i'm just not buying it because hey it's the phillies right like the phillies can have really really bad games but um he can show the upside at times but he struggled this year and he's just one of those guys that i think uh 
we'll probably want to target more next season. He'll probably, uh, you know, kind of figure it out a little bit more and just kind of has been struggling. Nicolino, he's a guy, five, uh, 5.00 Sierra. Uh, just got called up. I don't like him at all either. But if, I, if I'm looking at some of these bats, uh, like Nolan Arenado against a lefty, like, yes, please, sign me up. 5.4K, he's going to go under own. You have to like him. Another guy who's really cheap on some sites, uh, Trevor Story. He hits lefties really well. If you can get him in there as a left as a shortstop, uh, shortstop's normally a slate that we, uh, not a slate, normally not a uh, position that we like, right? So I think Trevor Story is a guy that we definitely need to be considering here as an interesting option. So those two guys are just lefty mashers that I would definitely consider. Don't forget also Mark Reynolds. He's another guy that can uh, hit the ball pretty far out of the park. So if you want to be different at first base, you can go to them. Uh, against Jeff Hoffman, I don't think I'm playing any of these Marlins. I'm just passing on the, you know, D Gordon, Stanton, Yelich, and Ozuna. It just doesn't feel like the right spot. Uh, it just seems like one of those games where Marlins might get a couple runs, you know, and, uh, you know, Jeff Hoffman might get roughed up a little bit. I just don't think it's a spot I'm going to touch. I don't think it's going to, you know, help me much in cash games or really win me a tournament. So I'm just going to stay away. So let's move on to the next game. We have the uh, a nine-run total, the Atlanta Braves and Lucas Sims against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals with uh, Carlos Martinez. Uh, so, yeah, this is an interesting situation. We have a minus 226 favorite in Carlos Martinez uh, against a Braves team that does not strike out a ton. Uh, they're a team I don't like to uh, you know pick on at all. And Carlos Martinez is a guy I just don't think I'm going to roster really much tomorrow. I get it, but his price tag is expensive. Uh I don't know if I really want to pay 11-2 for Carlos Martinez when there's other guys I just prefer. Again, Martinez is a guy that shows upside. Like he just played against, you know, he just played against the Royals, only had seven strikeouts, and uh, had 27.8 fantasy points. So I get it, right? He can have that kind of upside. He's a guy that you can say is, you know, matchup proofy, right? He's not like Max Scherzer matchup proof, but he's a guy that can, uh, you know, in any matchup, really just get get going. So. Uh, but the Braves are just an offense I don't really like to target against, and I just think that price tag is a little too much. Uh, if he was cheaper, I think I'd have more interest, but there's just other guys that I uh, prefer if I had to uh, you know, pick. But if I had to pick anyone on the Braves side of the ball, there's probably one guy I would roster, and just because he is just so talented, and it's Freddie Freeman. Uh, 4.6K is definitely a nice price tag for him. He's a guy that can easily, uh, you know, Easily take uh, Carlos Martinez out of the park. Like I said, I get Carlos Martinez has strikeout upside, but Carlos Martinez can, uh, you know, he can let up some home runs at times. So Freddie Freeman's a guy that would do would be able to do that, and he's a guy that I would be interested in. Uh, Lucas Sims, he's a young pitcher here. Uh, he's a guy that's definitely uh, struggled out of the gate, and uh, you know, I think. You know he's he's uh he's one of those guys that will be good eventually, but he struggled too much recently. Got a, got a tough matchup against the Dodgers, and uh, you know ended up mustering up nine point three fantasy points, and then struggled against the Marlins. Uh, in a matchup where I actually had a really good pitcher's umpire, we, we talked about that last week with uh, Bill Miller, but uh, I just think it's a spot where uh, Lucas Sims, he's just this kid just needs more time to develop, right, and uh, kind of learn, and I think that's what the Braves are letting him do, just get in there and get his feet wet and uh, kind of figure it out. Uh, but he should struggle here, right? Uh, Vegas also agrees 5.52 run total for the Cardinals, who have been absolutely scorching hot recently, right? Like they've been just crushing the ball. Uh, I'm going to have interest in like these lefties, of course, like a Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter. Like how could you not have interest in them? Guy like Yadier Molina, who's absolutely been crushing the ball. Uh, let me just read you Yadier Molina's game logs. logs. Uh, I always find this fun to do this when the guy's absolutely crushing the ball. Here we go. Since... Uh, Last uh, six days, we have uh, 10 points, 12, 23, 20, and 7. Uh, man, like those are the last five games. He's absolutely just been murdering the ball. 
Uh, he destroyed in that Kansas City series. Uh, he's just a guy that, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to leave out of my Cardinal stacks. So I think he's definitely pretty interesting. A uh, guy who it's right as well, who I always like, is like a Randall Gritchuk. I think he's interesting too. Don't forget Paul DeJong. He makes your shortstop or second baseman position easy to roster. And like a guy like Tommy Pham too. He's another guy that's had a really nice year. Uh, so there's tons of guys like in this Cardinals lineup for pretty good price tags too. The most expensive guy is Dexter Fowler. He's 4.5K, but you're getting a lot of these guys for sub 4K. Some of them in the 3K. I think they're just an interesting option all around. They're cash game viable here. They're a tournament, great tournament stack. Uh, you got to like what the Cardinals are uh, showing you tomorrow. So uh, they're definitely someone to uh, you know keep an eye on for sure on this slate. Again, Carlos Martinez, if you have the money, sure. Like matchup proof guy, uh, kind of tournaments, uh, he could absolutely crush. I just don't think he's going to be the guy I go to in cash games for me. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, Houston Astros against the Texas Rangers. Uh, two pitchers uh, that I normally don't like, but I- I've kind of been sleeping on Mike Fires a little bit. Josh has been really good at calling the Fires uh, games recently. And, uh, you know, he's been good besides that negative one. Again, let me just read his game logs, right? 12.1 against uh, Toronto, which wasn't great. Uh, but then a negative one. But then he had an 11, 31.6, 35.4, 13.5, 19.4, 15.2. Like, he's had some decent outings. And, again, it's a slate that we don't love pitching. I think if you wanted to throw a tournament dart on him, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, I don't love the ballpark. It's definitely not great for him. But Texas, they uh, against righties, they can strike out. Uh, so, I would definitely be, uh, you know, thinking about Mike Fires more. And what I'll probably end up doing is I'll probably ask Josh about it. And you guys should too. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Real Joshua Giant. And, uh, you know, give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Man going on. You know, if you have any questions on the slate, feel free to ask me. But uh, ask him about Mike Fires. He's, uh, he's been, uh, you know, pretty good on picking him this year and his good spots and bad spots. But for me, I probably won't end up going to Fires. I think there's some other, uh, other cheap options I would like that we are going to get to. Uh, but. Uh, then we got Tyson Ross on the other side for the Texas Rangers. Uh, Tyson Ross, uh, he's a guy that has uh, you know really struggled recently, and he's coming off the uh, you know coming off of some injury uh, issues. So uh, we're gonna definitely uh, want to attack him, especially against a team like the Houston Astros, uh, one of the best offenses in the league, right? Uh, another thing to love about Tyson Ross, and especially gonna want to roster some of these Astros in my cash games, are because Tyson Ross is really bad at holding on runners. Uh, with him being bad at that, like that just leaves some more outs for us, right? Leaves more opportunities. A guy like George Springer who could steal a base. Uh, Jose Altuve, too, he could steal a base. Those are two guys I want to have interest in. Uh, price tags are huge, though, right? Jose Altuve, 5.7K. Uh, that's a that's a hefty price tag for him, but uh, I mean, he definitely warrants it. He's been such a good play this year. He's been crushing it, and if uh, you know, I want to get him in my Astro sacks, of course. Uh, all these Astros are going to be expensive, so if you want to play these Astros, uh, like I said, maybe do a five-man Astro stack with a three-man Giant stack, and that helps you kind of uh, you know maybe get some decent pitching where you're not just uh, scraping at the bottom of the barrel for some of these guys. But uh, one through nine, the Houston Astros lineup is pretty great. You want to get them in your cash games. You want to get them in your tournaments if you can. It's just a matter of the price tag and where they hit in the order. So be on the lookout for that. Again, someone I want to mention because he crushes righties and he just always goes on their own is uh, Guriel. Uh, he's been having an absolutely great season, and uh, I just want to, you know, just note him. Don't leave him out of your Astro stacks. I absolutely love him and against righties because people forget to play him, and he's 4.8K, and they say, I don't want to pay 4.8K for Guriel. Well, you probably should because he's just always on their own in tournaments in the Astro stacks, and you can, you know, just he absolutely mashes the ball. So 
moving on, let's look at the uh, Texas side of the ball real quick. Uh, if there was anyone I would look to play against Mike Fires, I think if I had to pick just one Texas bat, it'd be Sinchu Chu, right? Batting first, uh, 3.9K. He's a guy I would have some interest in. Don't really want to pay the 4.7K for Elvis Andrews. I think there's other short steps I would rather go to. If you're stacking the Rangers, sure, you can go ahead and do that. Guys like Odor, 3.2K, that's a really nice price tag. Wouldn't hate that. Joey Gallo, a guy that has been scorching hot for the last week and can, can hit a home run at any time wouldn't mind throwing him as a one-off uh, on your tournaments uh so yeah there, there's some bats to like here in texas wouldn't sleep on them uh just kind of uh if you're only making a couple lineups in tournaments it, it seems kind of tough to do it but if you're playing in multiple lineups it seems like a team you might want to throw in there and uh, could be very interesting as an under-owned stack but let's move on to the uh, cubs and the arizona diamondbacks uh, we have an interesting pitching matchup here, right? We're in a uh, in a hitter-friendly park, but we get a guy like John Lester who has upside. Uh, problem is, is the matchup. Uh, that's kind of what I uh, what I worry about. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have a 4.48 run total. It's a nine and a half uh, game total all around, and the Cubs, right, 5.02 run total because they get Patrick Corbin. Uh, Corbin is a guy that I, I'm definitely not going to roster at that uh, at the price tag he's at. He's kind of expensive uh, tomorrow. He's 8.1k. Uh, I get he's a guy that can show some upside, and the Cubs, uh, they're an offense that uh, they struggled early on the year, but they've been hitting the ball a lot better. And a good hitting environment, good ballpark upgrade just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Uh, so I won't end up doing it, but uh, I get it. People can people can make the argument, right, that Patrick Corbin has K upside, and you kind of want to get some K upside uh, pitchers when you have an ugly slate like this for pitching. So, uh, But he's a guy I'm just not going to uh, you know roster. I think I have a little bit of interest in John Lester, though. Uh, I get it, right? Arizona, they were a team I loved yesterday, right? I was a big fan of them. I was on them. Uh, they didn't they didn't burn me completely, but they didn't help me, right? Uh, on my tournaments, they I had some decent decent uh, plays out of them, but not a, not a lot that really came through completely. But uh, John Lester is just a guy that. Uh, can pitch really well, right? He's uh, he's one of the better, more talented pitchers on the slate. And for 9.6K, uh, he seems like he's a fair price tag where people are going to be too scared to play him. And uh, I just think like everyone's going to make excuses, right? Oh, it's a good ballpark uh, for uh, you know hitting. Uh, he's kind of priced up at 9.6K. Great tournament pivot off of Ryu for 100 less dollars. Like he's definitely really interesting. You should be considering him. And uh, Arizona, they're just a team that, uh, you know, they have guys that, that that can strike out right and a lineup can sometimes be a little ugly like say jake lamb's not in there say they even take peralta out there's some guys to be feared right there's goldschmidt there's uh pollock and martinez but uh, i'm not normally scared of some of the guys they throw in there like uh not too scared of herman uh or chris ionetta uh kettle Marte. like there's just guys that are not that great like adam rosales i get it some people would say oh lefty masher right he could be an interesting tournament uh not tournament, a uh, cash game play. If he's super cheap batting second, uh, where we currently have him projected and we've seen him there against lefties, I could see for 2.4K as a salary saver going to him in cash. But he's not a guy that I'm absolutely feared of, right? Uh, he's not, a, he's, I get it, right? He could hit one out, but um, I think Lester's just a guy that can kind of be uh, like sort of like Carlos Martinez. Uh, sometimes can be matchup proof, but you know, obviously there's thoughts where he could get blown up, uh, but there's games where it's in a tough matchup where if he struck out 10, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so just the upside that he has at that price tag. And also with the game theory of moving off a of Ryu, I think he's a really interesting tournament option. I don't think you want to sleep on him at all. Uh, so 
you definitely want to have interest in him here uh, in tournaments. But, uh, you know, like I said, we talked about how this is a hitter's environment, and there's guys I want to look at. Like Chris Bryant for 4.5K against a lefty just feels really cheap. Uh, another guy who goes under own against lefties, uh, and Anthony Rizzo, he's a guy that can hit lefties pretty well. He's kind of shown that throughout his career. He can hit lefties, he can hit righties. It does not matter. He's only 4.5K, and people just won't roster, uh, you know, a lefty-lefty matchup. So I wouldn't hate him in tournaments throwing him in there. Uh, ben Zobris, if he's batting first for 3.3K, uh, I would not hate him, right? Uh, just a very nice cheap price tag uh, that you could definitely be uh, be considering for sure. So yeah, there's some action on the Cubs that I want to have. Uh, I get it, right? We talked about Lester. He's a guy that I, uh, you know, I'm thinking about rostering in tournaments and getting some exposure to, but I wouldn't want to sleep on these bats, right? A guy like J.D. Martinez, uh, Paul Goatschmidt, I mean, this guy can crush uh, any any le- any lefty in the league, would want to be considering him. Maybe I'll do a mini stack with uh, just Goldie and uh, Martinez. That might be something I do. Martinez has been crushing the ball last 15 days. 93 exit velocity, 236 batter ball distance. He's a guy that I like a lot. I think uh, in tournaments, uh, I might, might get some exposure to him. I, I like that. I like him a lot tomorrow, uh, but yeah let's head over and get out of this game let's head to one of the pitching matchups i like that we haven't talked a ton you know we haven't had a ton of pitchers i like uh so far but we uh i like both pitchers in this matchup i think it's really interesting uh we talked about one of the lefties earlier that uh you know dominated baltimore and lefties just a team that has struggled against uh you know baltimore struggled against left-handed pitching this year and trum and i is a really talented pitcher uh he's a guy that uh he's a young pitcher and he's kind of one of the you know obviously uh you know can struggle at times but he's a guy i'm i'm just i'm gonna have a ton of interest in tomorrow i like him in, even in my cash games i like him in tournaments i think he's a great sp2 option here i get he struggled recently right uh the los angeles angels game uh minus 5.3 uh san francisco minus 1.3 that was definitely a bit concerning uh but they're a team that just doesn't strike out a ton uh so that that, that that's kind of the thing i'm thinking i'm just thinking uh I'm gonna, you know, trust in the uh, trust in the process of what I've seen with Minaya. I don't think the velocity's been down. Let me look. That would be a concern of mine if the velocity has been down. Maybe there's like, you know, hiding an injury or something like that. Let me look for you guys really quick. Uh, hang on one sec. Alrighty. Um, no, no worries with velocity in recently. Um, looks good all around. Let me look one more time at the fastball. No, I mean it looks. It doesn't look like super concerning. So I'm not. No, it's fine enough. I don't think it's something to worry about. Again, I think it was just the matchups, right? We talk about, you know, just talked about those matchups. Uh, If I said that, uh, you know, a pitcher had a bad game against the Angels and the Giants, again, they're not the best offenses, but there's just not a lot of strikeout upside. Only 1K against each one. And he did have a concerning game against the Mets. But uh, again, the Mets are an offense that, yes, they can struggle, but when when the Mets are on, like, they can just hit home runs on any day and just explode. So, yeah. yeah, I think Minai is a guy I'm going to have interest in as an SB2 in cash. Uh, call me crazy. I just like that price tag a lot of Minai. I think there's a lot of upside. And in tournaments, I love him as an option. Uh, Orioles can just strike out uh, a lot and uh, you know against lefties. They've struggled through uh, against them. Uh, and I get they can put a lot of righties in there and whatnot and uh, you know kind of make it worrisome. But it's a, it's a really... It's a big ballpark downgrade for the Orioles, and they have they've shown that they struggled against lefties throughout throughout this year. And uh, it's one of those things that I'm going to trust that process here. And I think Manai is a guy, like I said, possible SB two. Don't know if I'll definitely go to him in cash, but in tournaments, I think he's a guy I'm going to kind of load up on a little bit. It just depends on what fits, and uh, you know, obviously, if I need that money for the bats, I'm going to have him in, in, in the conversation. 
I want to move on to the next guy, uh, Dylan Bundy. We saw Ubaldo Jimenez. He had like, I think he had eight Ks I saw on Twitter in three innings, which is absolutely crazy. But um, it's warranted, right? Because what we've seen with the Oakland A's, I mean, they have a strikeout percentage that's over 30 against righties. And Dylan Bundy has looked really good recently. Uh, and the, the crazy part is, is these are his last two games. Uh, he's 8,400, and I think that price tag is fair. And against the Angels, 32.8 fantasy points. And the Angels are a team that against righties, they don't strike out a ton. Same with the Royals, 16, uh, 16 uh, uh, K percentage uh, against righties this year. And uh, Dylan Bunny had 29.6 fantasy points. He only had 5 Ks against the uh, Royals, but against the Angels, he had 10 strikeouts. Like, that's just something that's, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, you wouldn't expect that to happen. So uh, I'm a big fan of Dylan Bundy tomorrow. I would not, you know, I would not sleep on him. He's a guy that I'm going to have interest in. Another thing to like about this game on top of that with these pitchers is they have a really good pitcher's umpire. Uh, Nick Lentz is a good pitcher's umpire here. Uh, he definitely helps them out a lot. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just think this is an all-around good spot for the for the. Uh, for the pitchers, and I'm going to load up on both of them. Uh, then we talk about the bats. Yeah, I, like I said, I talked about all these pitchers. I don't think there's any bats here that I'm going to uh, you know, be looking at. I just think it's a spot to stay away from these bats. Just uh, don't even worry about it. Stay away. No need, to, no need to target any of these bats. There's other bats we talked about earlier that I like. And uh, yeah, uh, there might be some more we get to that I uh, have some uh, have some exposure uh, to. But Let's move on to the next game. I think uh, I think this is the uh, the number one cash game pitcher tomorrow. The number one pitcher on the slate. If you had to pick, um, that is Hyun Jin Ryu. Uh, he has just been absolutely dominating as of recently. Matchup against the Mets, thirty-five point two fantasy points, twenty-six point two. Uh, you know, against the against the Giants, uh, had uh, what do you have? Seven strikeouts against the Giants. Had a really good outings. Uh, Dave Roberts has really been letting his pitchers go a lot longer recently, so that's been uh, that's been pretty nice uh, to see. So, uh, I I think Ryu is ultimately you know a guy for ninety-seven hundred. Uh, he's shown his stuff has improved as of recently. He's went seven innings the last two games. I mean, that's just something we don't normally see uh, all season. We've seen like uh, you know. We've seen five innings, four innings, five, five. Uh, you know, not not a ton of upside in the innings for him, but he's shown that recently. Uh, he's shown that he can go longer in the games. He's definitely uh, improved, and I, I want to be in on Ryu tomorrow at 9,700 in my cash games. Vegas likes him too. Minus uh, 231 favorite, and again, it's the Padres. They strike out a ton against left-handed pitching. So uh, this is one of the best uh, matchups in the league, right? The San Diego Padres against a lefty. Uh, there's guys in there that can be worrisome, right? Uh, Jose Perella, right? He can take a guy deep. Uh, Will Myers, too. He's a really strong righty. Hunter Renfro, he can mash uh, lefties. And like a guy with Solarte, like, and Emmanuel Margot. Like, those are guys that can be concerning, but uh, they also can swing and miss a ton. So I love Ryu. Uh, and Vegas loves uh, loves Ryu, too. 3.07 run total for the Padres. Uh, you just have to love this matchup. On the opposite side, we have Julius Chassin, who Chassin, uh, Chassin has some pretty interesting numbers I was looking at. Uh, it's pretty funny to hear his, uh, hear his home road splits this year. So I'll pull them up for you. Again, Ch- uh, Chassin's a guy that has looked, uh, you know, he's done a lot better against Rays this year, really kind of handled them very well. But if you look at the splits, it's pretty funny. Uh, if you pull it up on DraftKings, and I was looking at it real quick, uh, it was a 7, 7.36 ERA on away and then a 1.86 uh, ERA at home, uh, which is pretty funny. He's just played, a, you know, pitched a lot better at home, which, uh, you know, has extreme home road splits this season, which I just thought was interesting and pretty funny uh, looking at it. But uh, Chessine's a guy I normally don't like to target. Uh, he's just a guy that, had, you know, 
good ground ball guy. He's gotten, uh, you know, taken care of righties pretty well uh, throughout uh, this year. But there's some of these lefties here, you know, he struggles against them. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, throws a sinker a bunch. And a lot of these Dodgers are really patient hitters and hit that well. Uh, I love Jock Peterson for 3.2K. I think he's a guy that could easily go yard tomorrow. I think he's a really interesting turn option to throw in. He's a cheap one-off. I love that price tag 3.2K. Jock Peterson is a guy that I think has a really good chance of hitting a home run tomorrow. So I like him. Uh, I like Ismonte Grandal too uh, as a cheap catcher option. I think he's an interesting option to throw in there. And like guys like Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, I like them a lot too. And hey, Justin Turner, right? Uh, he's a guy that's crushed. Uh, he's been reverse splits throughout his career, but uh, you know this year is absolutely mashing left-handed pitching. But uh, again, he's one of those guys that I think lefty or righty uh, does not matter. He's absolutely crushing the ball. I like him a lot. I think if I, you know, a five-man Dodger stack of, uh, you know, Jock, Grandal, Bellinger, Turner, and Seager is definitely certainly in play. Uh, you know, 4.93 run total for the Dodgers, uh, and they're just one of the best offenses in the league. And it's going to be about 80 degrees out there in Los Angeles. So uh, one of the hotter uh, games for them, it looks like, for tomorrow. So, uh, you know, don't sleep on the Dodgers. I think they're just a team that, you know, West Coast game, lineup could come out late and uh, do not overlook them. Uh, they're definitely a team I want to want to have some interest in. But, yeah, let's move on to the last game on the slate. We have the uh, Los Angeles uh, Angels against the Seattle Mariners. Kind of a spot I'm not, you know, I don't know what to do with, right? We have J.C. Ramirez, who has been good this year uh he's been 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 not bad for uh what we uh you know expected from jc ramirez uh 7.2k he can have you know he's shown some good outings he shows some bad outings up and down up and down but uh in a matchup against seattle i don't hate it but i don't think it's a i think he's one of those guys that if i was playing a lot of tournament entries maybe i'd get like you know two to five percent of him just because uh you know i want to get a little overweight and uh i think jason ramirez is a guy that can get you 20 fantasy points uh there's some of those lefties that you know will be worrisome in this lineup and nelson cruz is a guy that's been you know on fire right now absolutely crushing the ball and has more home runs this year oddly enough against righties uh, than lefties which is pretty funny but uh for me i think uh jc ramirez is a guy that kind of like if it was worse pitching slate i maybe consider but i think he's gonna be on the outside looking in for me uh but then we have erasmo ramirez uh he's a guy that uh you know not not the best pitcher obviously you want to have exposure so i want to have exposure to some of these angels i think they're interesting they get a little bit of a park upgrade for home runs uh and we get a guy like mike trout he's obviously you know fantastic uh, fantastic hitter uh we get albert pools again he's a guy i don't love but he's a guy that can uh you know he has upside and if you're playing an angel stack to be different wouldn't hate throwing him in there just because of the cheap price tag i also think cole calhoun right he's an interesting tournament option as a lefty uh you know 3.6k and cameron may have been 3.3k i just think like this is an interesting stack that could obviously go under owned like no one plays the angel stacks ever but uh they've shown upside uh, you know throughout throughout their time and uh I don't hate it if you wanted to go that route, but uh, again, it's not one of my favorite stacks. It's probably one that doesn't end up making the cup, but uh, sometimes I flirt around with the angel stack a little too much, but uh, it's interesting here against Erasmo Ramirez. Uh, Ramirez is not a great pitcher, uh, and I don't hate the idea of, you know, I don't hate the idea of targeting him here uh, if you want to get a super, super under-owned stack. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it for the slate, guys. Uh, I'll uh, kind of, you know, give one last overview uh, of the pitcher's and kind of my stack of the day, obviously, because we always do the stack of the day here on the weekend grind. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the uh, my favorite pitchers again. Uh, I'll go through them. Uh, I think Ryu is uh, Ryu is my number one if I had to pick. Uh, you know, the one guy I would like. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, have interest in Aaron Nola. He's a guy that uh, I think is another interesting guy. If you have the salary for him, sure, I want to put him in there. Uh, 
John Lester, I think he's, and, you know, Lester Martinez, the way I kind of uh, sum them up is uh, interesting tournament guys that have upside and are kind of matchup proof. Uh, you know, they, I get it, right? They're not the best matchups they're in, but they're guys that can just show extreme upside. If you can fit them in, sure, don't hate them. Two guys I love in the same game with a great pitcher's umpire is Dylan Bundy and um, Sean Mania. I think they're two guys I'm going to like a lot and definitely have interest in on this slate. Uh, 8,400 for Dylan Bundy. I, I think in this matchup, uh, people might get a little worried about that. I, I, I like him a lot. I'm wondering if people chase the game logs and the you know the recent performance and plug him in there a lot. But I think even doing like a Ryu Bundy and Cash uh, feels pretty safe because of the upside of the strikeouts against the A's. That's something I look for in Cash is just making sure I get my strikeouts. So if my pitcher does even like give up maybe four runs and, or five runs in struggle, maybe I get five innings and I get like at least seven strikeouts to kind of make up for it. So uh, don't hate that uh, a lot, but yeah uh also talk about sean Manaya. 6200 is just too cheap for him in a matchup like this again could get blown up uh, by the orioles i understand that but the orioles struggle you know they have struggled against lefties this year and have shown that their strikeout upside there so i'm going to consider him for sure and uh one last guy down here for cheap that i would sprinkle in tournaments is brent uh brent Suter because of the upside he's shown uh again the reds right uh they, they've been good against lefties this year uh, but I, they're just a, it's just a spot where there's upside, right? And I'm just playing the cheap price tag. And at 6,300, what does he really have to do for me? And if he shuts down the Reds for six innings, uh, you know, he could easily be on a winning tournament lineup for me. So, and also, I kind of think Traumanaya as a cheapie kind of becomes the chalky uh, pitcher uh, underneath like the 7K range. I think that could end up happening. So, uh, you know, I think he's a good uh, pivot off him, right? For only 100 extra more. Uh, I think you have to consider him. So that's kind of my recap of pitching. Just wanted to kind of uh, refresh you guys on what I was thinking from the pitching side of the ball. And then let's move on to my stack of the day. Um, yeah, so looking at it, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stacks to, right, to, to talk about, right? I could easily talk about the Astros. I could talk about the Royals against James Shields. Uh, you know, they're definitely an interesting option to go to. Uh, I can talk about the Dodgers, right? Uh, Dodgers against the guy like Chasin can absolutely smash the ball, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I like this spot a lot for them. Uh, the Cardinals are absolutely scorching uh, hot. They've been hitting the ball really well uh, this week. Uh, I just want to get back on the Cardinals. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for them. Uh, it's supposed to be, I think it's going to be hot there too. Let me look at the weather again real quick to make sure. Yeah, it should be about 80 degrees there. And that, that, that part kind of plays a little, uh, plays more uh, hitter friendly when it's, uh, you know, hotter there and whatnot. Uh, wind's going to be blowing in, which kind of stinks. But uh, again, Lucas Sims, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's been brought into the major leagues and uh, seems like he may have been brought in a little too early. He's shown that he can have some strikeout upside, you know, and whatnot. But he has really struggled recently. And uh, I think this is a spot against the Cardinals. Uh, I'd be a little worried about it. What, what's going to happen with him tomorrow? So I'm going to get exposure to these Cardinals. Uh, love what I see from that lineup. I think it's an interesting spot. So yeah, that's about this slate for me, guys. Uh, just wanted to uh, you know thank you guys for uh, joining us. And uh, Josh should be back tomorrow for talking about the uh, you know talking about the slate. So uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, again, uh, reach out to me. Give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangona. You know sometimes my opinions on the slate change throughout the day, obviously because uh, you know things change. We get different news so if you have any questions reach out to me there uh always always happy to answer them just make sure to ask them uh you know not like 30 minutes or uh you know an hour before lock sometimes i'm there tinkering my lineups and whatnot you know worried about that kind of stuff but uh again guys thanks for joining us really uh really uh really enjoyed doing the podcast and if you uh you know have any questions let me know uh so yep for me travis mangone i am out
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.